Ready? Okay. Okay, cool. Uh, awesome. Welcome, Sydney. Um, I'm super excited to have you on because you are very young and you're up and coming and very strong. Um, so tell me a little about yourself. Um, I am 22. I turned 23 this month. Um, born and raised in Georgia. Um, so I started with CrossFit and like, I really wanted to get into that and make it to regionals. And in 2018, I was working with a coach. Um, his name is Jamie Lancaster. He's actually been to regionals twice and literally right before the open, my bat gave out. So 2019 comes and that was, I think the last regionals was 2018 or 2019. And after that, I was like, well, there's really no point because I'm not saying that I don't have the ability, but to make it to the CrossFit Games is extremely hard. It takes a lot of dedication, and that's just not something that aligns up with the program that I'm in. And also, I work a lot. Like, I'm never home. So I was like, okay, what's the next biggest thing? Because I want to train for a goal, right? I want to have an end goal. And um, my biggest inspiration has always been, like, Dana Lynn Bailey and Miranda Oldroyd. They used to train together, um, and they had, like, a few YouTube videos. So from my early on CrossFit, um, like when I started off in CrossFit in 2015, when I was 17, I was aware of Dana Lynn Bailey. And I was like, okay, so even though she's physique and physique, the category has changed a little bit since she was Miss Olympia. I was like, okay, that's something I want to get into is bodybuilding. And so now I'm actually on prep for my first show um, tomorrow, March 14 weeks out. Oh my God. Amazing. I saw that and I wasn't sure I was going to ask you. So I want to back up a little bit more. Um, because I, there's a lot that's led you to this point, right? So you played sports, you, what, how did you even find CrossFit? And then even more than that, like obviously did, I mean, people in this world know who she is, but where, how did you kind of get there? Um, so I played softball growing up and one of my travel ball teams, we actually did CrossFit as more of like, um, we didn't do CrossFit CrossFit. It was like more of a boot camp, but it was in a CrossFit gym. And uh, it was just to get conditioning up. And I remember after I stopped playing my junior year of high school, I gained a few pounds and I was like, oh, I want to lose weight. And CrossFit was the first thing that I was like, okay, I, I know a little bit about that. And I remember when I first started, I was super insecure with like super baggy hoodies and pants. And I would stand in a corner. The gym that I went to was like a traditional old school box. So like they had a, um, area that was like dark and I would go stand in that corner and would not talk to anyone. And like, I had this weird thing where I stand with my hands in front like this. And I just realized that like, I was good. Like I would understand things really quick and I would pick up on things. And, um, I kind of came out of my shell and that kind of helped me as I was trying to formulate myself into the next stage of life. Um, kind of make myself be a little bit more outgoing, if that makes sense, uh, with CrossFit. So um, whenever like I'm in something, so even like when I was in softball, I would look on YouTube and like research all the girls, even baseball, I would research all of them and look at their hitting mechanics or whatever and like follow a day in the life of whoever. So the same thing with CrossFit. Like I would sit and watch YouTube videos of all these girls. And Miranda Oldroyd at the time, I think she's Miranda Alvarez now. Um, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she was like, I remember that was the first person that I gravitated to like, Oh my God, I love the way that she looks. So I, you know, watch all of her YouTube videos and this is before her street parking days. Um, so I remember coming across a video with Dana Lynn Bailey, they were training together and it was something with a barbell. I forgot what the workout was. Um, Rob trained with her 
and um, I think his brother as well. It was something with like Grace. I don't know. But I just remember like, you know, Miranda's, of course, a little bit more functional than Dana, even though Dana does train functionally. Um, but Miranda has this amazing shape. And then you see Dana and it's like, wow, you're bigger, but like you still look really <laughs> good. And that's where like I have an obsession. Everyone who knows me knows that like I'm obsessed with Flagler Fail. Every time she comes out with something, I'm like always I just spent $230 just on shorts and bras. So I'm obsessed. And um Dana kind of entered me into researching into bodybuilding and into figure and physique and you know, just getting into that world. And you know, I always looked at myself and I was like, I mean, maybe, maybe, and then with regionals not being a thing for me anymore, I was like, well, maybe it's time to go into something like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Are you, so you're, you're still doing CrossFit, but as you know, the workouts are so different, a little bit more like isolated, you know, hitting these specific body parts for physique. Are you toning down on CrossFit or, because I, I mean, I see, I'm obviously following you. I see your workouts. You're doing CrossFit things, but are you also incorporating that or you're just so I'm still trying to actually be good in CrossFit too um I'm actually competing April 24th it's a smaller local competition um but I do have plans on competing individually at one of the beach brawls down this year and actually trying to get back into the CrossFit world um however yes I train both so on days that like I train CrossFit workouts I'll make sure I get my bodybuilding workouts done first since those require a little bit more exertion and then I'll go into my CrossFit stuff. So uh, right now it hasn't been a ton of CrossFit simply because my bodybuilding coach has me on no cardio. So (laughs) you're like, bye. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) That is so exciting. And I see your progress is amazing. Thank you. Are you, did you, I mean, your taper is just like, Yeah, and it's weird because, like, I look back on it and, like, I've always been so insecure of my shape. Growing up, all of my friends, like, extremely skinny and, you know, just felt extremely different. And I always looked at myself as being overweight. And um, let me put my watch on, do not disturb. I'm sorry. Um, But I always looked at myself as being overweight. I hated my shoulders. I remember, like, trying to put on clothes. And even though my waist is a little bit smaller, my back and my shoulders, even, you know, in seventh grade, that's how I was built, you know? So I remember trying to put on shirts and feeling uncomfortable and insecure and even sitting down with shorts and looking at my legs, like, why are they so big? And it's just really cool how, like, I joined CrossFit and I'm like, okay, cool. I don't want to be skinny. I want to, like, look like, you know, Cara Saunders. So, yeah, it's. it's crazy because a lot of the girls who I talk to about this, like, that I have on... I don't know if it's like a, like, it's obviously I like to talk, especially to fitness chicks, because that's what I've been into for like forever. But I do think that it's so interesting how there's been this phase of their life where they are insecure with their body. And it's like, until you find that community or something, and then it's almost like, well, it is, this is now your superpower. Like, this is what you're looking to enhance it even more. So it's awesome. I'm so happy that you were able to like wrap your head around it in a healthy way. Because yeah. as you can, I'm sure, see on social media, there's so many women who still want that skinny or, you know, whatever. And if that's what you want, that's fine. But 
until they are able to really um, come to terms with their body, I think that it's probably really difficult to just live a healthy life. Well, and then we have like, in my opinion, very unhealthy, like stereotypes of what women should look like now. I'm not down, like not yeah. down, uh, downgrading another woman by saying, you know, the, the Kardashians, for instance, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with their bodies, body shaming at all, but this is the world that we're into now where people want an extremely small waist Correct. and huge hips and thighs and butt mm-hmm. and like extremely small, like basically like a wellness athlete, but not in like that sense, if that makes sense. Absolutely. It's so, well, and it's scary because now we have the technology, we as in surgeries and stuff to fix it. So things can be done. Like for example, if people go look at your page, and I'll actually post a photo here so they can see, you have the exact shape when you, you know, when you're really doing your pose that people want. You have the bright, you know, the perfect. Um, why can't I think of it? The time. Yes, exactly. Or yeah, exactly. And that's what they're going for. But the thing is, is people aren't willing to work for it. Like it's work, it's time, it's effort, it's dedication, it's all those things. And it's like, well, I can just go have a button plan or I can go, you know, do all those things and then that will give them what what they want instead of putting the effort in. Well, and I get that a lot, especially with coaching. I've had countless times women come up to me and they'll join the gym and they're like, you know, I really want to get toned. Like, no offense, I don't want to look like you, but like, and I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, I really want to get toned. Like, what do I need to do? And I think, Another thing that I have a huge issue with is there's not a lot of information when it comes to like health in general. Mm -hmm. And, um, I used to work with a nutritionist by the name of Rachel Thurber. And anytime any woman comes up to me, I'm not a licensed nutritionist. I will never charge anyone for anything or I'll give them maybe advice, Mm -hmm. but I always kind of direct them towards someone else. That's actually professional, but the way that people think that like healthy food and exercise is it's crazy. Some of the stories that I hear, you know, um, I'll have women that come up and they think that a healthy breakfast is a linen Larry's cookie and a naked shake. And I'm like, what? And they're trying to figure out why they won't lose weight. And they're putting themselves on an excess amount of cardio. And I'm like, no, you know? So um, it's, I think that you're absolutely right. And it's a really wild thing, especially being in the fitness industry, right? So you've put your body through things, you know how it works, whether or not you're willing to give out information. That's a whole nother thing because you, you know, it almost seems like you're the other side of it. Like you're willing to share, but some people who are athletes, they go to the opposite side and they're like, well, I know because I've been through it. And then, then they tell and it's like, okay, well that works for you. That doesn't mean it works for everyone. So it's interesting because there's definitely a huge, there's a lack of information, but there's too much information. So I think that people don't necessarily know where to start. So if you do have someone, we'll share it and then I can send their website or whatever. Um, if you want to or not, it does, I mean, it's up to you. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Her name is Rachel Thurber. She's on Instagram. I think it's like Rachel Savini or something now. She just got married. I'll but include I, it. I'm a big proponent of hiring a coach, whether it's a nutrition coach, whether it's a training coach, especially if you're just getting started with something. I am so blessed I started out with CrossFit because had I started off in like a regular gym setting, I would be lost. And with CrossFit, like there's a huge negative connotation that like we do terrible form things, you know, this side and another from the videos that you see online. 
But the coaches that I've had in my life, I've been blessed. They're all form sticklers. They won't let you increase weight until you do get that form. You know, we're not talking about muscle ups if you can't do a strip pull up. So like, I've just been blessed to have great coaches in my life. Definitely. It makes a world of difference when, because I, I agree. I was, I've been in a CrossFit gym for, I don't know, the last eight years or whatever it's been. And it's like, if you go travel elsewhere, you get those coaches who are like, go, go, go. And you're like, no, like I'm, I, I don't need to go harder, heavier. Like it's so like, it's okay to just stick here. And I think that it's only when you be, are confident in yourself as an athlete and you're comfortable with where you are, you could still be competitive, but you're, you know, you're not going to risk that form because you know that it's dangerous and it like who, nobody has time to be hurt. Oh yeah. And I've also, so I've had gyms where, you know, certain coaches are like sticklers to the wad. They want you to do this and they want you to do, and I'm one of those coaches where I'm, you know, I am a form stickler. So if we're doing kettlebell swings and you know, you're not hitting what we're supposed to be doing, we'll drop weight. And until you can get that American kettlebell swing, you know, with good form, then we'll increase weight. But I'm also really big on, you know, Sydney, I can't do this. Okay, that's fine. We're in here. The main goal is for overall health, right? Is for fitness in general. It's not to beat someone else. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we lose that. And even a regular gym setting, you know, if we're benching next to someone else and they're putting on more weight and we were just going to go, you know, a straight line of our reps and weight today, we may feel challenged. And I think staying in your lane is a huge thing and realizing like your why and trying to stay just in your box of, you know, so realizing your why, what is your why for either aspect, whether it's the physique stuff um, or the CrossFit training, what are your whys with um, your internal or external motivations? What's, what, do you, what are your goals, right? Because you mentioned that in the very beginning. Um, so I actually, with um, I'm actually competing in figure with that. I actually want to do really well in it and actually attain my pro card. Um, so this show that we have in our minds, July 17th, we actually have um, a national show in the back of our heads for two weeks later. Um, so I really want to, it's, it's more of a trying to impress myself. Um, I'm an only child and I grew up extremely insecure and I would go home crying a lot and I hated the way that I looked until I joined CrossFit. And I just want to show like the younger me, like this is why we went through these things. This is why God blessed you with the body that you have, you know, something that I was super ashamed of my shoulders being so wide. I'm extremely proud of that, you know, being able to flip over into a handstand walk and, you know, even under alcohol, like I can do handstand walks <laughs> six meters deep. And that's something that like, I just think is super cool. And I have um, a baby cousin, she's like one, and I, she has a similar shape, you know, kind of chunky. And I just want for when she grows up that she knows like, okay, I'm strong. I'm meant to be strong. My body is meant to be functional. It's a tool um, and not something that's just purely aesthetic. And if there's other young girls that are out there that are like, okay, I'm chubby, you know, because my legs are whatever. If they see someone like myself, that's not, you know, extremely thin or whatever. That's kind of my overarching thing is, trying to motivate other people as well that are in slumps and that don't see their bodies in positive lights. Right. Yeah. It's an interesting thing how you can 
be around the right people or be around the right community or something like that. And it just shows you can see yourself in a new light, right? Like it's very cool how, and I think CrossFit's done that for a lot of people. Yes, there's been a lot of um, backfire and bad stuff with it, with what happened, you know, with all the recent politics. But I do think that aside from him, it is such a positive and a good, it's been a life-changing thing for millions of people, I'm sure. The community aspect is literally amazing. And that's what I'm realizing. I'm not saying that that's not in bodybuilding. I'm just being around a new community. It's a little different. Mm -hmm. Um, With CrossFit, you do competitions and it's, dude, you did great against the person that you were competing against, you know, that you were going head to head with that every event you're like, all right, where do they score? Because we're neck and neck. And then at the end of the event, you're having a beer and you're like, oh yeah, what's your Instagram? Like, let's train together. Let's go to each other's gym. You know, um, it's definitely kind of different. Um, I'm just now stepping in and no one's been negative towards me, but there's a lot of, it's different in the bodybuilding world. Like no one's exactly friendly like they're friendly but not I don't know how to say it without sounding kind of rude um I've met a few IFBB pros and I was super excited and like going up and talking to them because you know like I can I've met uh Brooke Entz at Granite Games and she's super sweet you know you have this elite crossfitter super nice like willing to talk to you and then it's like the flip side it's I don't know. I wonder why <laughs> I guess because like you know, with CrossFit, it is community, community, community. You know, remember back in the day, it's every gym had the leave your ego at the door kind of yeah. thing, right? Mm-hmm. And with bodybuilding, like you're purely judged on how you look. Right. So one of those things I'm pretty sure that you have to build confidence and sometimes that confidence may come off kind of arrogant and then it drives some type of rivalry I don't know like some of the things because like I said I'm super obsessed with bodybuilding and I'll watch you know like Nick Strength and Power and all of that on YouTube and to like hear some of the things that some of these people say to each other I'm like oh my god could you imagine like the catch the David's daughters and catching daughters you know like (laughs) never never (laughs) I actually saw what is it Josh Bridges and um what is his name? Which one? Did you see that they're fighting this year? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard um, I heard Matt Frazier talking about it. Yeah, it's like Josh Bridges and I think Panchik. Um, I know it's, it's someone. It's one of the uh, OG crossfitters. Yes. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's crazy to think because it's like, I mean, I, I understand and I know that bodybuilding, physique, that world – it does take discipline and it takes a whole, you know, it takes discipline and it takes a mental state that's different than, you know, other sports or, you know, or maybe the same as sports, whatever it is. But there is something about CrossFit that it's just community. It's just about community. And I think that even if, you know, you're competing as a regional athlete or going to the games or whatever, you're doing it by yourself with your coaches, but it's still... I know exactly what you're saying, and I. It's really, it's interesting. It's people in CrossFit are more humble, in my opinion. Like, um, do you know Jessica Phillips? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, uh, me and my friend Kirsten and another girl, we competed at some event at 11:24. Um, Kirsten is also like re- team regional athlete, super humble. You'll never know unless she tells you, you know. And she's competed in grit, 
super sweet girl. Well, you literally, you will never know unless she told you. Um, and there was an event where it was a three person thing and one person had to do a whole round. And I remember like being like, Oh my God, I got to go up against Jessica Phillips. And she was like, no, just breathe. Just do your thing. Just do your breathing. <laughs> and like to have like, a female that's like super strong, been to the games, like being so nice and like, Hey, it's going to be okay. Like you're fine. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's cool. It's awesome. So you, who do you fangirl? In CrossFit? Either or both. Any world. Uh, CrossFit's definitely going to be Cara Saunders. Oh, um, oh. it's the thighs. Oops, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, and like I said, even though she's retired, Dana Lynn Bailey's still going to be my girl. Um, however, I do have um, Ivana Ibusich. Okay. Um, her, her husband, Brett Wilkin, they both compete as well. And she's figure. So are you, are you in a relationship? I am not. <laughs> I'm not is it important for you for whoever you date to be in this world or not to be in this world um to understand it yes um I actually went through an entire prep with a different coach last year and I was supposed to step on stage November 14th last year and um I will not probably date or look for any of that anytime soon um just because with my last relationship, it became uh, tumultuous and like eight weeks out, it started to affect my prep and all of this time that I spent, it was a 21, 22 week prep and eight weeks out, I had to call it because I was like, there's no way. Um, when I step on stage for the first time, I want to be ready. There are some people that are like, you know, I just want to get the experience or whatever. And that's okay. That's absolutely, that's your mindset. Um, however, when I step on stage the first time, I would like to take novice, true novice in overall. So if I'm not ready, I will not step on stage. And that's with posing, suit, everything, um, down to what I look like. So um, it is important for them to at least understand it, but um, we'll not be looking forward to anything like that anytime soon. <laughs> it's an interesting thing to bring, to create one life with two people. Right. So good luck. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Um, okay. So suits, posing, this, did you, are you, I can't even imagine like, are, does that make you like when I get nervous, I normally laugh. Does it make you shy or how does it like, cause you gotta, how's that? And you gotta do a lot of mirror work and then CrossFit gyms, they say no mirror, you know, it's like, it's really, what <laughs> <laughs> makes fun of me because like I'm the most introverted extrovert you'll ever meet in your entire life. I'm so weird. And I really attribute to that to the fact that I was the only child. So <laughs> where, I told you about that corner of the wall that I used to have at the old CrossFit gym. It's the same way where like, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Steve Payne. He's a posing coach down here in Georgia. Um, I stepped on his little stage uh, <laughs> to practice. And I did the hand thing where I'm like hiding my like body. And he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, we're going to take off your shorts. Like we have to see. And I'm like, what are you like? There's other people. Here. And he's like, you're like, you're a pervert. Stop it. He's like, sweetheart, you're going to be like in this on stage. And it, it's, it's hilarious. I'm very, we make a joke that I can't start in OnlyFans because I'd be like, guys, don't look at me. It's okay. Just like, you know, I can never be a stripper. Nothing like that. <laughs> So how are you facing it? Um, I'm having to realize like 
this is something that I want. And even though for some reason it's the most uncomfortable, it is the most important, (laughs) obviously. (laughs) So um, I'm dealing with it a lot better. Um, I think as time goes by, I'm still a little heavier. Like we just had a refeed week. So I don't want anyone to see me until like I'm a little bit thin, but you can't practice um, just when you're thin. So I guess. And, okay, so that's one part of it. But what about the other part about like, because don't you have to do like a dance or something? No. So I'm in figure. So we just have quarter turns, thankfully, because <laughs> I also have no rhythm. I'm a terrible dancer. <laughs> I could never do physique or fitness. None of that. So, core. okay, so good. This is in your favor. Oh, yeah. Every, literally every division except for figure, because even like bikini and wellness, they have that like extremely <laughs> difficult like smooth turnaround thing that I would probably fall I'm and you have to wear heels yeah that's another thing I don't wear heels at all um Steve if he's literally the sweetest little guy he's like a sweet little Asian guy and he's like sweetheart I hate to tell you this but you walk like a dude <laughs> and hear me walking so we're working on it um, I will tell you because I was living in heels, big heels for a long time. My husband is obsessed with them. So every time we would go anywhere, I would wear them. The more you wear them, the easier it gets. Yeah. So just wear them. And something else that's helpful with heels is you can progress your heels, right? So you can mm-hmm. start with like wedges and then do like something that's a little less wedgy, wedgy, um, and then you, like, it's, this sounds crazy, but I've, wait, I'm going to show you this heel. You're going to think I'm crazy. Hold on. This, I would wear these to concerts. Oh my God. Yeah. My husband loves heel heels. So I would wear these like places out and they're, look at it. It's as big as my face. And now I haven't worn heels. Like I wore heels here and there, mm-hmm. but I have a kid now. And so I haven't worn them as much as I used to. I put these on and I'm like, <laughs> so I know for a fact that practicing and working your way up. Yeah. So you got this. We'll see. You got this. You got this. Um, <laughs> so that's anything else about fitness stuff Um, oh I have a question yeah what is your what's the like on your body because when you're doing your competitions Mm -hmm. it's a set you're essentially creating a statue right like you're chiseling away each piece and you're making each piece of your body perfect what has been the hardest piece and the easiest piece to shape my legs the easiest or the hardest the hardest um everyone always looks at me and they go oh my god your legs are so they're huge like and when I'm so glad that I did the first prep so we could see kind of like a shell of what I look like Mm -hmm. and I looked at myself and I was like my legs really aren't that big in comparison to my upper body and um one of my favorite bodybuilders I'm not sure if you know the Labrada family so Hunter Labrada he does like a lot of Q&As and a guy asked him like you know why is it you know, my legs are huge in the off season, but when I do my contest prep, they always shrink down and he goes and he says, you know, you don't have as much muscle mass as you think you do. 
And my old coach only had me on one leg day a week. So that's something that I've prioritized and made sure that I'm hitting at least twice a week. Um, especially like even in the gluteal region, I haven't gotten down enough to see like what my glutes look like, but if they're anything like my legs, I feel like it's over. Um, I don't know how do you say, like, it's just, it's not as big and detailed as we think it is, mm-hmm. um, in my healthy weight. Um, and then the easiest has definitely been my shoulders and arms. Um, even when I'm super heavy, like not like in December, I didn't work out at all. I kind of just took like a time to decompress and like miss weightlifting and CrossFit both. Um, so I literally didn't work out Mm -hmm. at all and my arms and shoulders still kept their shape. Whereas my legs got super, you know, big in my stomach, but my arms and shoulders have always been like my strong point. That's the first thing everyone notices. A lot of times I don't even get like weightlifter or anything like that. I get gymnast. That's interesting. Um, and you, so I'm going to go to a kind of serious ish because a few girls who I know who have done, um, competitions, Mm -hmm. they say that the hardest part is after, right? Because then, you know, you're ripped and you're in this peak, beautiful, you know, statue body form. And then after you're back to reality because, you know, there's like, I mean, where you're really lean and then you're, you know, you're just on water and then you cut out the water and then you're, you know, shredded and then you go back and you gain weight. And are you ready for that? Like you mentally have a plan. Obviously your coach will help you with this. Cause I've heard some, I don't know. Have you heard stories or talked to people about this woman about this? Um, I have seen like YouTube videos about it. Um, for one, um, because of that whole thing with my ex and me canceling prep, I didn't follow my reverse. And again, I'm glad that that, that entire prep happened with the coach and everything that I kind of learned before actually going on a prep this year. I'm a binge eater by heart. So growing up, I've always been the kind that would literally eat hordes of food and in an extremely unhealthy manner. And, um, you know, again, like joining CrossFit really helped with that. But that's the first thing I did was I binge ate. And I remember like the first thing was, you know, those Oreo cereals. I would eat two boxes of family size, like on top of like a public stuff. Like it was gross to the point where I'd wake up the next morning. My face was swollen. My eyes were bloodshot. I'm like profusely sweating. I feel like I had to sleep the entire day. I remember my stomach being so like enlarged that I couldn't stand up straight. I felt like if I stood up straight, like something was going to rip internally. So I'm glad that that happened because I'll definitely follow this coach's reverse. And as far as like aesthetic aesthetic standpoint, um, like I said, I, I will follow reverse. So I'll never get, cause I think I hit around like 160 and it wasn't muscle. It was just literally water and fat tissue from binge eating constantly. Um, that won't happen this time. And, um, I will, like I said, in hopes, um, in the fall to be competing with CrossFit. So I'm not really too worried about that much. Good. Yeah. It sounds like you totally realized that happened for a reason. You learn from it and it's scary when something happens to your body. And if you can remember that for next time, you're like, yeah, not happening. Yeah. It's a gross feeling. It's literally, I remember having heart palpitations and I'm like, Am I going to die? <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> so, yeah. What is your um your guilt food? 
Um, everything. I'm so bad. Probably Oreos. I'm a big burger and taco person. Mm. Um, I'm really bad. Like, I love the taste of beer. Like I said, like, that's my thing. So, sours, stouts, lagers, anything. So, that's, if we're talking about anything, it would probably be my beer consumption. And it's not even the purpose to, like, you know, yeah. it's literally because I love the taste of beer, especially in the summertime. Like, that's, I'm, like, kind of upset because, you know, the prep takes time, <laughs> takes place, you know, Memorial Day, <laughs> 4th of July, so I can't really have my brews, but we're okay. Next season, <laughs> maybe, you know. Okay. Yeah. That's so funny because I feel like that, the, is the beer taste an acquired taste? Um, I don't know. Like, there are some people that, like, when I tell them, like, beer's my thing, they're like, why? And I'm like, I mean, that's where I grew up. Like, that's what we would do. Like, even in high school, is sit around a bonfire and drink beer, you know? Yeah. Um, and, like, even, like, in the CrossFit community, literally every competition that you get done with, like, we'll be standing on podium. Um, my teammate, Kirsten, we literally always have beers. <laughs> <laughs> drink hers hers are a little bit more like ipas and like she'll have milk stouts it's kind of weird um <laughs> so i'll usually bring my own <laughs> yeah that's our thing it's kind of weird when people ask me what my diet's like at crossfit comps because like i said sometimes like especially women we don't see ourselves the way that other people see us so i'm thinking like dude i look fat in my shorts or whatever i don't really care we got this but other people are like, oh, my God, you look great. Like, what do you eat? And I'm like, literally last night I had two rows of Oreos and a six-pack of England. And they think I'm joking. Serious. <laughs> so. So you're, it's going to be a big transition for your nutrition going into this world. Oh, yeah. Are you ready for it? Um. Yeah. So I've been chewing gum like they're cigarettes. I like – and I've asked my coach, I'm like, you know, is that okay? And he's like, yeah, for right now it is. Um, but my sucralis, is it sucralis or sucrose? Sucrose? Sucrose. Sucrose? Is it sucrose? I'm sorry. It's sucrose, right? <laughs> my sucrose consumption is probably, like, some people will look at it as, like, ungodly. Um, have you heard of, like, the Walden Farms, like, pancake syrup? I haven't, but I'm sure it's pancake syrup. So it's zero everything. And it's the only thing from this brand that actually tastes good. And I literally put it on my eggs. I put it in my oatmeal. I put it in my turkey and rice, like everything. I even put Splenda in my turkey and rice because like I'm a huge like sweet tooth kind of person. So between the gum and the, it's, it's bad. It's bad. Well, it's, um, I read something recently that, because I also have a sweet tooth, like mm -hmm. I have a, like, it's, it's an addiction. I know yeah. it is. And I, I, I'm like, just talking about it, I'm, I know it's a problem. That's it. I'm going to put that out there. But what I did read, which is interesting, is that apparently with your gut bacteria, the more you eat, the more you crave it. Right. So when you, and this is the other thing I've learned, when you mentally say, okay, I'm going to cut it out, because you put that block there, it makes it harder to cut it out. Right. So it's something that you just kind of have to gradually either one habitualize to the sense of when I'm going to eat my Oreos, let me chew on a carrot or something crunchy instead, which obviously it's not the same. I know. But if you replace the habit, it will make it easier. Right. Like during my pregnancy, I really tried to not 
do so much sugar. I didn't have as much of a sweet tooth, but I do like it's 1130. I've already had, there's a chocolate place up here at where I'm at. And every time we come up here, I literally get a box of chocolates because it's like a homemade, like a little mom and pop shop. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Babe, we got to stop. I need to get some chocolates. They have something called a caramello, dark chocolate and milk chocolate. What it's, is that? So it's caramel or caramel, depending where you're from. That's how you'll say it. And then you'll there's a marshmallow on top. And then they dip it in either milk chocolate or dark chocolate. And it is the best thing I've ever had. Do they put nuts on top of it at all? No. But they probably, they might have that as an option. But they have this other thing called a melt-away peanut butter. It's like a Reese's, but better. I know. How could something be better than a Reese's? It is. See, that's my thing. I can't. Me too. I'm so happy. One thing, um, my coach now doesn't have peanut butter in my diet, which I'm extremely happy about because I'll binge eat on peanut butter. So. <laughs> I wonder what it is. I, I wonder where the sweet tooth comes from because I also have it. Maybe as women, we have like low iron usually. So probably something to do with that. Yeah, my mom said, she was like, just have a spinach smoothie. And I was like, mom, it's not the same. She's like, yeah, but if you have greens, apparently it helps with chocolate cravings. So mm-hmm. it's iron, must be. You're onto something. Um, how did you find your coach? Okay, so like I said, um, and I won't do this this coming prep. Um, I was... So, you know, um, shows have, like, different Instagrams or whatever, and people, you can see, like, people tag them into it, and I would look at all of the figure girls that were competing, mm. and, again, I will not do this, this prep, um, but there was a girl named Victoria, and that's the girl that ended up winning the show overall, and she looked phenomenal. Like, when I ended up calling it my eight weeks out versus her eight weeks out was two totally different things. She ended up winning the show and then going for a pro card and actually getting her pro card. Um, a couple weeks later. Wow. And the guy, his name's Cameron Cheek. He's actually really young too. He's my age. He's 22. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. He, I believe he turns 23 this year. He actually has um, a few IFBB pros and a guy that's like in contention for the Olympia. So you know how you can either win a show and qualify for the Olympia or you can do by the point system. Um, he actually has a guy that's in contention for this year's Olympia. So Cameron is extremely detailed. And I was like, okay, the coach that I had last time was very hands-off. Um, if I had an issue with something, it wasn't, it was just a lot. It was just not something that I felt was conducive to what I, my goals were. And I was like, okay, well, if, you know, I want to be a winner, I need to join a winning team. And Cameron was that. So especially he's based here in Georgia. Um, so he'll actually be at my show. Like I'll meet him in person versus my other coach was based in Utah. Um, one point he wanted me to compete in Utah. So that's not, Yeah. That was the name I saw. You have it on your in your profile. Yeah, in my bio. Yes. Yeah, remember how I was like Colorado Creek? I was like, yeah. What is that? It was that Cameron <laughs> Creek. Cameron Cheek. Cheek. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, what? So you do? It sounds like you're very thorough. You do a lot of research. Yeah. So. <laughs> so so how do you find time? Because you how much more do you have? Are your you're in school to become a dental hygienist. Mm-hmm. How much more school do you have? 
So right now I'm taking my prereqs. You have to take your prereqs and the TEAS exam before you even apply for a school. Um, so right now I'm still taking my prereqs and they only accept in the fall. So I won't be ready this fall. Hopefully I'll be able to apply next fall. Um, and then I just took on a dental assistant program. So I only have two more Saturdays left. It was a 10 Saturday program um, so that I can start working in a dental office and understand, you know, terminology, what I want to do. And if dental hygiene is something that I really want to go into. Um, right now, I also work at, I don't know, where are you from? I'm in, I'm in New York City. New York. I don't know. Have you ever heard of Quick Trip? down yeah it's not it's a southern place. thing it's not in the midwest or is it in the i've never seen it because i'm from michigan i've never seen it it is in the, it's not in michigan it is from the midwest though um is oklahoma is the midwest right or is it the west i don't know it's way out there but i i know where oklahoma is <laughs> yeah so it started out in oklahoma they're in probably i think 13 states now so i work there um and then i coach at different gyms as well so i'm never home um extremely busy so that's good though. Um, so when you find your motivation, where do you, you find it internally or do you go look at someone's page and you're like, you know, you find a hype, a hype page. Um, it's mainly internally. I'm really big and like the people that I coach will tell you I'm so annoying. Um, my biggest two things are 1% better every day. So even if I'm not feeling working out as long as I show up. And like I said, I'm hitting the muscle stimulation. Even if I don't go super heavy, I'm still doing something versus skipping an entire workout. Right. Even if I'm like, okay, I don't really want to be here. I still have to go in. And then that's where the whole, um, there's a quote and it's like when motivation leaves or something like that, that's when discipline kicks in. Yes. And that's true. You know, if you're not motivated, mm -hmm. well, you know, I have a show in 14 weeks that doesn't really matter if I want to win and achieve the goal of, you know, true novice, novice, and overall, then I'm going to have to work out and do what I need to do. So um, I'm really big on those two things. Um, I will sometimes um, while I'm doing cardio, I don't know if you've come across, it's called Machiavelli Motivation on Instagram. Mm -mm. Um, and it has like all these mantras of all these bodybuilders. And then you'll have um, voiceovers on top of it. Those videos are actually pretty cool. And I do love those. Um, but I really... I think it's from like CrossFit side and like even playing softball. I know what it's like to lose because I didn't prepare for something. Um, and that's not the feeling that I want to have July 17th. And what are you most nervous about? Whether it's in preparation or on the stage, how many hours are you doing towards your prep? What do you mean hours towards my prep? Like weekly. How, how much are you putting in toward with your, um, your posing and all this type of stuff? And your workouts, because it's a whole different workout than CrossFit. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a lot. It's definitely a lot. Um, I do pose in the morning and in the evening time. Um, between food, even – I'm not really big on, like, buying a bunch of groceries at one time. I'm good for prepping for three days. But I find myself at Kroger every other, every other day, right? Um, always in the kitchen making something. I'm always in communication with my coach, and that's – I love that because if I ever have a question, I can just ask him immediately – Fridays, I'm actually off Friday mornings because I have my check-ins. And that's a really big thing. This coach is so thorough that he wants me to do measurements and everything. So it's very time-consuming. And if I had to work or coach or anything like that, it would just be, you know, in shambles. Mm -hmm. um, I put in a lot of time. There's days where, let's say, for instance, on a Monday, I'll have to work at one job at 6. I get off. 
Um, I have class around um, 2 o'clock. Then I have another one at 3.30. Then I coach a 4.30 class. I get out of there around 7.30, and then I go train um, at a gym probably about 15 minutes away. And then I do it again on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So it's it's a lot. But, I mean, I'm really big on – I'm a big believer in God, and I believe that, you know, I've prayed for literally everything that's happening, and I'm super blessed for everything, so I can't really complain. Totally. Well, and it's like – the busy you are, to, uh, to me, the busier you are, the better. Right. right? Like, he's not going to give you something you can't handle. So it's good. It's great that you're, you know, you got a full plate. Oh, yeah. And it's just like being blessed to have an opportunity that I know other people don't. So you can't really complain. Definitely. What do you think about, um, because you're obviously creating your, um, you're creating your own momentum. So what do you think about, since God is being, we're talking about this, free will? Like, yes, he has a plan for you, but you have influence on it? Right. Um, I believe that he does allow that influence to come in and, like, for me to make my own decisions. But if he doesn't believe they're the right decisions, he seems to do everything. So, for instance, going back to next. I kept trying to work things out, and it just wasn't something that was in line with my life. And God had to show me, okay, no, that's not working out for you. We're going to shut that door. Or if I don't get a certain job, and I'm like, well, why didn't I get it? You know, and God shows me later on. And it may not be right then and there that I find out. It may be a year later where I'm like, oh, if I had done this, you know, I was supposed to join the military at 18. And it was supposed to be like 13 M, missile artillery crew member. And something happened at Mets and it didn't work out. And I looked back and I was like, that would have been a four and a half year contract. I would have just been getting that. Like, and none of these things would have happened. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, everything 100% happens for a reason. Move your phone a little bit, like adjust it because your mic sounds weird. Yeah, better. Can you hear me? Yes. Um, what else? Anything else you want to share? Um, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't think there's a lot to share yet. What else do you... I have probably one or two more questions. <laughs> what, um... What's the biggest obstacle that you can think of? Like, face of adversity or... You know, something that got in your way that you were able to overcome? Um, I would say my own mental, my own um, mentality, I would say. Um, I am extremely hard on myself. The conversation that I have in my own head, I would never say the words that come to my head to someone else, you know, especially if I'm coaching them or whatever. Um, I've never had, you know, people have those stories. They told me I couldn't do it. I've never had anyone tell me that I couldn't do anything. It's actually been you know, the, cons the complete opposite. I've always had people supporting me and super excited for whatever I'm doing, especially my family is super supportive with whatever I'm doing. Um, so I would say my own mindset, like I literally have to pull myself out of that. And going back to the whole God thing, um, I believe that once I start to get into a depression or I start to feel like doubt myself that I can't do this, that I can't do that, it's one of those things where I have to pull back and I have to be grateful for the things that God has given me. And for some reason, like, 
just being grateful for those things, it kind of pulls me out of that negative mindset. And I'm like, okay, cool. All right, cool. You're able to do whatever you can do this. It's fine. So it's pulling myself out of my own mental aspect, because like I said, like I did my check-ins last week with my coach and I was like, okay, I mean, some things are starting to pop out, whatever. And he sends them in the group chat and everyone's like, holy crap. And he messages me and goes, what are you doing July 30th and 31st? And I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, we're going to NPC Nationals. You're going to win the show. And I'm looking at myself like, what is he talking about? And I'm looking at my pictures and I'm like, I mean, okay, but like, I'm not, you know, so and so. So it's really just getting out of my own head. And I think a lot of, especially females, we do that a lot where we tell ourselves like, you know, I can't do this. And I'm one of the coaches and this goes back to my coaching. Like I'm really big on females doing I, I don't care what a guy does on bench press right I really care what my females are doing and it's not because I'm a feminist or anything like that it's just because I see women kind of like I'm just gonna go up by five pounds I can't do this tell themselves that they can't do it and it's like bro you just did that super easy let's go up some more weight you think so this is my old PR from when three years ago okay that was three years ago let's try it now you know and I literally get goosebumps when I see um, females and males but especially women with low self-esteem hit a PR and they look at me and they're like, and I'm like, yeah, dude, you just did it. So I think that's across the board. It's definitely, um, it's funny too, because it seems like women, especially the more that I'm doing these episodes and I'm, I'm only speaking with women. Um, so it's something that you find in yourself or I don't know if it's like a confidence that you, you finally gain or something that just clicks because there, and it might be, I think a big part of it does have to do a CrossFit or fitness in general, but it's like, there's a lot of women who are so insecure with themselves that they can't be happy for other women and they can't cheer other women on. And it's a really hard, um, it's hard to see. And that's a big part of why I felt like I wanted to do this podcast is because <clears throat> as women, it's hard, it is hard to be our biggest fan because we do constantly be our own, our biggest critic. Because we, I think we have empathy, but we also are tough, like on ourselves to be the best version of yourself. So it's really interesting you say that. And so when you go into a depression or when you go into this deep hole, essentially of what do you say to get yourself out? For one, I pray really a lot. Um, and two, I don't know what it is. I'm extremely like, I'm not, you know, popular or whatever, but from the people in my area, um, a lot of people look up to me and it's one of those things where I'll get text messages. If I like post a video, like, dude, what the heck, you know, like, I wish I could be like you. So it, I have lots and lots of videos of when someone hits a PR, you see me like in the background, like I'm the first one that's like hype and like hugging you. Yeah. And it's just one of those things of like, I get goosebumps. I don't know. Like, it's just, I think about like, if I were to be gone today, how many people would be upset just in my life? Like, and I kind of don't realize like the impact that only, especially like, as I'm so big on like my coaching, um, that's something that I really enjoy. So it's one of those things, if I were to be gone tomorrow, you know, how many people would miss me, you know, for that hour a day, who do I impact? I had a female that I've known for years break down on, in class on Monday. Uh, we were doing some type of dumbbell workout and she usually does 20s. And I was like, let's just push it up to 30 today. And she didn't finish under the time cap. She started, 
I've never seen it. She's always super positive. She starts crying and she gets angry because she's crying in front of these other people. And I literally had to hug her and I walked her out to the door and I was like, dude, it's okay. We're what goal do we have? We're sweating right now. We just pushed ourselves to a new limit. It's fine that you didn't finish another time cap, but it's one of those things I messaged her the next day and she goes, I'm so appreciative, you know, for you being there for me. And it's one of those things of, I guess, pulling myself out because it's bigger than me. You know, it's bigger than you. It's bigger than all of mm-hmm. us. Like we're all kind of connected. And if, you know, you were to be gone tomorrow, a lot of people would be upset and they would miss you. You're a big part of a lot of people's lives. So. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's interesting, right? How you can pull that perspective. Yeah. And I do think that it's so important to, for people, women, people, whoever, to know that it's, and I think, well, I'll go back there, but I think that having social media, it makes it really tough because so many people are looking for the likes and the validation. So I think that it makes it harder to be here and be present with what's happening because it's, everyone's just here. Yeah. And it's, one thing too is that I have a, a separate Instagram. Um, it's called SidFit, and it's for the people in my life that actually like want to know about like what's going on with bodybuilding and everything. And I'll have like posts where like I go into detail, like okay, my mental wasn't good, or you know, we went through this whole stint of, and I'll put up a picture. I gained you know twenty pounds, and because I wasn't getting up, I was literally calling out into work. I was depressed. I was sleeping in, and it's one of those things of no one's honest anymore on social media, and that's. You know, you can look and, for instance, I'm a single person. I can look on social media and go, oh, my God, they're getting married. I don't know what goes on behind closed doors, you know. um, I think social media does tear down a lot of people's self-esteem. A good movie documentary to watch. I don't know if you've heard of The Social Dilemma. Yeah, so good. Yeah, I had to watch it for my sociology class, and I was like, holy crap, like, this is really the world that we're living in. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of my other big perspectives of my why and – um, I guess realizing how big of a part that we all play, I had a friend commit suicide two years ago and literally it hurts because it's one of those things where he didn't realize that him not being here caused a lot of people pain. It still causes people pain, but on the flip side, it makes me, if I have a friend that calls me at one o'clock in the morning and drunk crying, I have to answer my phone. I feel obligated to because I don't want another person to, you know, yeah. I don't know. So it's a learning experience. Yeah. Uh, I, it's horrible. It's, it's, well, that makes you wonder, what did you miss? Like how, like it's, it's very scary. And that, I mean, that, that, um, movie shows so many statistics and how dangerous it is, especially for females. Um, and it's scary, especially I have a daughter. So it makes, it puts so much more in perspective of what's important and how do you shape them to know what's important. Right. Because exactly what you're saying, like, there's nothing wrong with the Kardashians, whatever, be who you want to be, do what you want to do. But really what's, what's important? Like, and how do you, for me, a lot goes back to fit, fitness, whether it's sports, health, wellness, whatever, because I think that there's so much discipline and um, just a lot that comes from it, from playing sports, whether you're competitive, it teaches you how to win, it teaches you how to lose, it teaches you so much. Um, 
I'm curious what, because I do think that at, with these statistics, with the social dilemma, depression and all this, it is, it's so much more prevalent because of social media or, you know, it's more talked about now. I don't know. Is it something that you always had or you, how do you face it with, you combat it with fitness, you distract yourself? What do you? Um, it's an internal argument that goes back and forth. Um, younger, I think it didn't hit me until around um, eighth or ninth grade of, you know, what I should and shouldn't look like. Um, one of my, because uh, I don't know, do you like listen to Pink? I, I, like, I know, like she was around growing up. Like, I'm not into her, but I know, of course I know her. So I remember when I was younger, a video of, uh, came out, it was called Stupid Girls. Right? Yes. Yeah. And she's talking about, like, at, where are those girls at that want more, that want to do, you know, better, not just lean. There's nothing wrong with leaning on a man, but just want to be their own person and strong and independent and whatever. And for so long, that really stuck with me. And then social media, I think I made my Instagram when I was, like, in seventh or eighth grade. And it was the same thing. Like all of my friends were popular and I was super weird and I was shaped differently and they would get more likes on Instagram or, you know, invited to, no one asked me to run. So like, you know, it's one of those things of, you know, growing up and it's like, well, what am I not doing right? What am I not posting right? Should I have the right captions or whatever? And even still to this day, like, I don't really compare myself to other people so much, but I do look at you know, some posts sometimes and I'm like, should I go get my lashes and, you know, my nails done? Like, is this why, you know, I should look a certain way or whatever? I don't know how to really explain it. Like yeah. even with the whole animal thing, like it was weird seeing myself talk and I'm like, oh my God. And I'm like waiting for somebody to make a negative comment. Like, why does she talk like that? Or why is her hair like that? Or just something. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's just weird because like social media puts you on like this widespread platform and you're con constantly like should I delete that yeah <laughs> it makes us second guess ourselves a lot yeah well and I mean I think the biggest thing is you know and I like um you know listening to other podcasts and listening to other people women men whatever a lot of people don't look at it most celebrities famous people they don't read the comments they don't they literally post it and that's it yeah and if they do see something that someone says, they said that it's normally like a screenshot that someone that they know read it and they sent it to them and they're like, do you know about this? Or, you know, whatever it is. But I think that it's interesting because, you know, we can have a zillion good, amazing comments, mm -hmm. but one little negative thing and it all goes out the window. Oh, yeah. Um, it was even like when I posted um, that I wasn't going to do my show, I had a friend's <laughs> boyfriend we're not friends at all. Um, he actually sent me this really long messed up message that I was a loser and that I should have just gone on with it. It was a huge thing. And I remember just being like, after everyone's like, yeah, take your time. Like you look great. But yeah, if you're not there mentally, just keep going. And just to have that one thing where it's like someone that you're not even close with. Yeah. It's well, and he, I think that the reason it's so with social media again, it's difficult because they feel like they know you. They've been following you. They see what you're doing. They check out your stories. They, and so he probably felt like he, he knew you or something, even though you're like, bro, wh That's who weird. are you again? <laughs> yeah, it's scary. And I think that 
having the social media or, you know, whatever it is, we do open ourselves up much more to criticism or, you know, whatever you want to take it as, whether it's good, bad, ugly, that's what we open ourselves up to. Well, it's, it's just crazy because you have, um, keyboard warriors and, and I even myself have to, I don't ever comment on like posts or anything like that are controversial. And like, even myself, like, I'm just like, just keep scrolling, you know, mm-hmm. um, I saw this one post on TikTok. I unfortunately downloaded the app. I need to delete it because I'm obsessed with it. Um, and this young lady, she's, I think she's in high school and she was talking about, um, born men that are competing in women's sports and this comment she's in high school and she was like at a state championship or something her time would have set a new record but the two and she came in third place but the two that ended up beating her and one that set a new record of over a minute were both born men and um i support like whatever you want to do but when it comes to sports i i have a very different way of looking at things and um Someone commented, well, women wanted equality. This is what you got. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's not. not. Yeah. And I had to keep scrolling because I had like this whole paragraph written up and I was like, what are you doing? And I like deleted it and kept scrolling and I like sent it to my mom and I was like, dude, I can't. <laughs> it's Yeah, but <sighs> this is a whole topic and I absolutely agree and I know where you're coming from because I had someone on my episode um, I'll recently and we had a huge conversation about this because I think being a woman in sport in sports women in sports we understand the difference between men and women we're different and yes we want equality but men and women are different like yes I even had an argument with someone where they're like well what if they just start taking estrogen and you know you know have a vasectomy and sex change or whatever. And I'm like, it's still, you still have male characteristics. It doesn't matter how strong as a female I am. I can have a guy that doesn't work out. That's super skinny, 130 pounds. And for instance, if he starts attacking me, I have like maybe a 50, 50 chance of defending myself because he may be stronger than me just simply because he's male. So I don't know. Yeah, no, it's a, it's something that I need to dig a little more into, but I do know that it's something that's been going on for, this is it just became prevalent because the news and everything that's crazy that's happening in the world. But there was so something that I'm very passionate about is um, fighting. Like I love MMA. Like that's the sport I grew up with. And there was an incident that happened, and this woman had a few fights. She fought these two women, and they were like in their thirties. So one fight she won. She like beat the shit out of this woman. Another fight, same thing. She totally manhandled this woman. Come to find out, she was a man for 30 years. Is that the one that, like, crushed the general school or something? Or is that, like, a whole other story? It might be another story. But this happened in, like, you know, a real um, affiliation. It was a real thing. But no one released... She never released the fact that she was a man. Like, if a woman says, in a contact sport, sure, I'll fight a man, same size, whatever... But they never release that. That's yeah. not okay. Like nothing about that is okay. Even was for Erica? yeah, it was here. <clears throat> Even for um, what you're saying, there's. I'm not sure if you saw it, but there's. Um, it's in track or cross, whatever you want to call it, track and field. The 
woman's record is beat by like high school boys because that there is a difference between men and women and i i agree i think that if you're you know you're human you want to do what you want to do you're born that's fine but don't that shouldn't impede upon other people and things that they've worked their life to to do thing even just like have their own league maybe like not because i know like you know like for instance bodybuilding and crossfit that's my release my emotional release you know go for it but it should be their own gender class is that a thing gender class i don't know how would you say it no you're right it's a it's a totally foreign thing and it's really um the problem is is I was talking with a girl recently who I used to coach with in New York and she said, well, they're not, they're not changing genders just so they can beat the girls. And it's like, I'm, I don't see myself as a feminist, but where are the feminists? Why are the women the only ones that are basically getting stomped on and no one's standing up for them? Like, why is this a topic that we're not supposed to talk about? And I'm more than happy to talk about it, but I don't, I think that a lot of people, and I'm sure you also have come across this, it's like we're afraid to talk about it because... I'm not. I'm very, like, in person and in private, I just don't go to social media to talk about politics, um, especially because um, my political affiliation doesn't align with what I should have, if that makes sense without really throwing it out there. Uh, So a lot of people, I guess, would be frustrated and and not understand where I'm coming from. I'm one of those people I support literally if you want to be part of the LGBTQ community, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, but I've now found it kind of interesting because for instance, um, I had an incident at Starbucks and I, you know, we're raised in the South as yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. And now with this pronoun thing, I don't know. For instance, I'm an ally. I don't, I don't hate you at all. Like I support you. I'd rather you be here than you commit suicide because you feel like you don't belong. Right. And I didn't know, I almost slipped up like three times because it was a trans man going into a woman, if that's the right way to say it. Mm -hmm. And I just felt so weird. I was like, Oh my God, I really Mm -hmm. hope I don't accidentally slip up because like, I don't want them to think that, you know, like I don't want this to become a huge thing. And it was just like, I'm just trying to get a cold brew. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, it's just, it's a really confusing world that we're living in right now um like even going it's just it's just a weird how like some things are accepted and some things are not like even going into something controversial that little Nas X music video I was extremely offended and I never get offended about anything and I had a conversation with one of the guys um, at my gym I missed oh, you have to explain what it was I missed it oh my god what it was um little Nas X you know the kid that made that Oton Road song, um, he's gay. And my, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, you're making millions of dollars. Live your life. Yeah. Well, um, people said you were going to hell because you're gay. Of course, they've been saying that since, you know, the, the first gay person. Yeah. So what? So he makes a music video where, like, he gets seduced in the Garden of um, Eden by this serpent and then gets put on trial and then slides down to hell on a stripper pole and twerks on Satan and is, like, dancing on him with, like, these tight pants where you can see, like, certain things. And then he, like, cracks Satan's neck, kills Satan, and then puts his horns on. And it's, like, 
I've never, and I, I don't ever watch music videos. I was just sent the video. And within one day, it already had 12 million views. And I'm really big in my faith. Um, so that made me extremely uncomfortable. And like I said, a lot of things that go on in the world, it doesn't really, I don't really care about it. It doesn't really phase me. But this in particular, the fact that there were so many people backing it. And I'm like, well, you guys are canceling everything else. Like, how is this okay? Yeah. And I had an argument <laughs> with a guy that's not, he doesn't believe the same thing. And that's literally okay. I don't care. But he says to me, it's just an artistic expression. And I said, no, because let's say someone makes a video where they don't agree with an LGBT community, right? And they make a kind of Their opinion, their artistic expression. Right. That would be taken down and that would be a whole thing, rights, cancel this artist. But that's okay where like you're disrespecting a huge religion and kind of poking fun. And it's like, well, they said he was going to hell. So he basically was like, haha, I'm going to hell. And it's like, that's not okay. Like, how is this? And especially my biggest thing is you have parents out there that are trying to raise their children and little Nas X has infiltrated, you know, with that little old town road song and all of his other mm -hmm. songs, like you have kids listening to them. So the fact that like, this is, I don't know, it was just like this huge thing. And like, I'm still like getting into arguments with people and I'm like, why am I arguing about this? But like, seriously, why is this okay? Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's really hard because I agree. And obviously I probably see things the same way you do. So it makes it real. It's like, you don't want to have the headache of arguing and you yeah. know that the argument doesn't, it's like, what's the point? It's a waste of time. It's a waste of energy. But at the same time, how long can we just shut up? It's just weird how to me, um, and like I said, like I keep very quiet. I literally don't even post politics on my social media. Um, cause it's just, I don't want to wake up mad every Same. morning. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so it's just weird how I see, like, I have a lot of people that are very vocal that I follow and like their post versus like what they're upset about. And I'm like, well, then how is this? Okay. I don't know. It's just really weird. A so. lot of things are pretty contradictory. Like, well, what about this? But with this, so it's all just nothing, nothing makes sense. Yeah. And it seems like. And this is what I'm like trying to figure out and, you know, look into and I'll keep you posted on what I find is um, how do we protect women? Yeah. Like, and I'm, and I'll say it again. It's not about feminism, women, women, whatever. It's, it's protecting our rights as women, just period. Right. Because if men want to be women, fine. If women want to be men, fine. But yeah. why why do like why do we have to be the ones who are getting hurt or our kid our daughters for that matter and I don't know how how extreme this thing is but I was saying this the other day to a friend of like so for example if in high school a boy decides he wants to play I don't know lacrosse so he's gonna go play lacrosse get a scholarship because obviously he's good and obviously he's a minority so schools are looking gonna want him and what if he beats out my daughter, my daughter for her scholarship? Right. And then, so then he gets a scholarship and then he decides, oh, I want to go back to being a boy. So he gets his whole school paid for and then he goes back to being a boy. Well, it's even, it sets a dangerous precedent, you know, even coming up with softball, like it's expensive, like tournaments and like yeah. all, the, all the equipment you think about, like, you know, it terrifies me. I'm 22 and like. I want kids in the future, but not for another 10 years. If this is what like other people's children are going through, like at this time, like 
I can only imagine what in 10 years, you know, not even 10 years, like 20 years before my children start playing sports, like, what does that look like for them? You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, God forbid I have not God forbid, but like, what happens if I have a girl and it's the same instant, you know, yeah. all the time that you've spent, you know, with practices and tournaments and games and whatever, and just, I don't know, it's a lot. So. The other thing that's interesting that I'm trying to dig a little deeper and learn about is, um, and I don't know if you've heard of this, there's this <clears throat> phenomenon that's happening with girls in high school or middle school. So you would actually be a perfect person to talk about this with because you went through a hard time. You weren't comfortable with your body. And basically what's happening is there's these girls that are coming out in groups and they're basically, they're all saying, we're boys. So yeah, it's, this is, there's a whole I'll send you the link and you're going to be amazed. Um, This woman wrote a book on this. She did all the research and basically what's happening is there's a group of girls who are coming out because they want to, they're trans and then they speak with a counselor, they go see a therapist and then they write prescriptions for these girls to get on testosterone and they do. And then what happens is, and because it's such a new thing and it's not, huge with so many women who, you know, are 20 or 30 or like later in age who decide they're not trans and maybe they're just gay or maybe they just were going through puberty and then they realize, oh, this isn't, this is an accident. I just was having a rough time. So essentially, or literally what's happening is these girls get put on testosterone and their parents think that the therapist will tell them because the parents take them to therapy. The therapist don't tell the parents the girls get these prescriptions and then because it's testosterone and sometimes purity blockers, these girls have permanent damages. So their bone structure will change. They don't ever go through puberty. So then they have these like genital dysmorphia and they have a permanent five o'clock shadow. Their voices will permanently change. They're permanently like all sorts of permanent damages that are irreversible. And this is happening now in the U S and no one's talking about it because it doesn't follow the narrative of what's happening. Like you only can hear, and I've had, mind you, I've had trans for both men and women on my episode and I've spoken with them about it and they both have successful, you know, stories. Like they are where they are, they wanna be and they're happy. But it's really hard to find a girl or a boy who had an unsuccessful transition and they'll talk about it. Because no one wants to talk about it. That's crazy. It's absolutely petrifying. It's weird because it's like you need parental consent to go get like, you know. But you don't. Yeah, that's crazy. And what's crazy about it is you need parental consent. But since the doc, like a doctor's question, a doctor's job is to ask questions, right? Like a therapist, essentially well, what makes you feel that way? Why? You know, these types of things. They're afraid to ask questions because they think that they're questioning, are you really trans? Oh, So a lot of their, yeah, it's crazy. I'll send you this if you have any interest. It's it's mind-blowing. That's a lot, for sure. Yeah, it is. It's it's insane. On a lighter note, do you have anything else you want to share about, you mentioned Animal Pack um, and what's up with that, or we we can follow you, definitely, we'll definitely follow you on your, um, 
your competition and how your transition and your everything is going. Um, and what else? Um, I think that's about it. So, but what's up with Animal Pack? Are they, you're sponsored by them or? Yes. So I am supposed to be, they're trying to get into the CrossFit community. Nice. However, when they were looking into sponsoring an athlete, because we, you know, I haven't gone to regionals. I'm not a games athlete. I'm not like a huge name in CrossFit. Um, but when they were looking for athletes to sponsor, they wanted someone that knew the brand and actually knew of bodybuilding as well and didn't look at it as just a sponsorship deal, mm -hmm. right? And when I talked to the marketing director, he goes, well, have you ever heard of Animal Pack? And I'm like, yeah, I love Evans and Devani. Like, I, like, you know, I've told you about my nerd stuff where I literally sit and watch YouTube videos. And we were talking about different proteins because, again, like, I recommend certain things to the people at our gym if they ask me, like, what protein powders I'll use. I remember, like, um, one of the big brands in CrossFit was, like, Progenics. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Like, every, it never digested well for me. Like, I don't know why, but my stomach would get into a huge ball. So, like, I am really big on, like, good digestion products, um, good pre-workouts that won't make me go use the restroom beforehand. Um, so I'm very vocal about that kind of thing. And they just, I don't know, they wanted a hybrid athlete that did both. So there's me. Yeah. Perfect. Amazing. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and your, tell me both of your Instagram so I can post them here. Um, so my regular Instagram is Sydney Simone, um, spelled with an I, my mom, I don't know why it's S I D N E Y underscore S Y M O N E. Um, and then my SID fit is more like private. Like you could follow it, but it's one of those things. Uh, I don't ever post like back shots on my regular Instagram. Um, I post that kind of thing. So it's very like, it's private and like, I only accept certain people to see it. Cause like I said, I do get into those things where like I describe like my mental mindset and things that are going on personally. So I don't, there are some people that are okay with everyone knowing every aspect of their life. And maybe one day I'll become comfortable with that enough. But I've just, like I said, I've been in group chats where people will post something like that and then it'll be sent in the group chat and like people are kind of making fun and that's not really, yeah. So yeah, no, that makes sense. Fair. I think that it's, um, going back to social media, you know, you're opening yourself and you're opening yourself up to vulnerability and right. you know where you are as a person. So that's it. Like, it's very simple. Right. <clears throat> awesome. Um, anything else you want to share? No, thank you so much. This is all uh, my pleasure. Um, cool. Well, enjoy your day and enjoy your off day for that matter. Um, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. Of course.